How's it going, guys? Bid is back. We are back for another episode of Big Blue Avenue. And no, if you're watching this right now, please do not adjust your screens. Tom, unfortunately, <laughs> could not be with us today. But, of course, our show will still go on. But as usual, I have Sam Cardona with me. And Sam, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, you know, like we're we're coming off an, another Giants win, which is very exciting for us. So how are you doing, Hank? I'm doing pretty good. And uh, that had to be one of the most memorable Giants games I saw. Not so much because it's one of the few times that I saw the Giants win live and in person at MetLife Stadium. But the real reason that I enjoyed this was because of this. And I'm going to pull up this picture right here right now for you guys. Hey. Right in the middle, that is all three of us. Sam, Tom, and I, we all met up at the game. It was a lot of fun and had a giant victory. It was a hard fought game. And, you know, what more could you really ask for? Yeah, really. No, we, we had a blast, though. And uh, we this is the first time that all three of us were together for like after what like a year we've been doing this show together the three of us so i was very excited and i was so happy that we were able to do that and on top of it all giants win well not only that but you want to know what's even more fitting i believe today is the two-year anniversary of when you first made your appearance on a review and preview show that was when our buddy gabe flayton used to have his show the north pole which for those of you watching who don't remember, Gabe would cover every single team in the NFC North. He was a big Vikings fan, but he had you on. I think because I remember you really were a big fan of Aaron Rodgers at the time. I don't know where your opinions are <laughs> on him now, but let's I, just say the rest is history because a few weeks later we had you on Big Blue Avenue. And then that's true. Now. That's true. Yeah, I I would definitely say I've my feelings have shifted about Aaron Rodgers as of recent. I won't lie. Um, but yeah, I remember I was on the North Pole two years ago, and then right afterwards they were like, you know, hey, there's these two guys who have a Giants podcast. They'd love to have you on. And I was like, great. And now here we are hosting the show together. So it's crazy how how fast time has gone. Yeah, absolutely. But by the way, before I get into anything else, I want to go through the plugs first as always please don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias you can find us on instagram and twitter at big blue avenue and of course if you're watching simulcast on youtube please don't forget to hit that big red button down below give us a like give us a comment let us know your thoughts we want to hear from you guys and of course also subscribe to us on review preview as well and not to mention i also want to mention our sponsor bet us and uh you can sign up with our promo code JOIN125. Please click on the link below. If you're interested, get all your sports betting anytime, anywhere, straight from your mobile device. And for now, let's get to some of our takeaways from this New York Giants victory. So first of all, I would have to say the, the one thing that stood out to me was Saquon Barkley had 463, has 463 rushing yards right now. That is first in the NFL, and the Giants as a team actually are averaging 192.5 rushing yards, also first in the NFL, which I think definitely is a combination of good coaching, but I also think having a better offensive line helps too. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, we were, we have been up and down about Saquon in the offseason, and he really came out, you know, even week one, just starting off strong. And he is not – I don't think he's really let us down these past few weeks. He's been just keep on going, keep on going. He got – 
was at 162 in this last game alone. And he's just constantly getting us where we need to be in terms of first downs, in terms of, you know, in red zone positions. And that's just really, really awesome. And he's back. He's back. And I'm real happy about it. Let me get to a few comments. First of all, we got to go with the one, the only Tom Scavetta. And this one feels weird posting because Tom (laughs) says, hello, friends. Wish I was on tonight. Believe me, Tom. The feeling is mutual. And <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm speaking for Sam, but like I know she probably agrees with me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely not the same without you, but we will be doing our best tonight, of course. And Mike DeSanto, Landon Collins is back. Somebody is getting the hit in the mouth. We will definitely be touching upon that a little bit later, but let's continue with some of the takeaways. And I think one other big reason as to why the Giants had been so heavy with the rush is because you look at the passing, not great. The passing offense is ranked 31st, and obviously you know this is not a reflection on Daniel Jones at all. In fact, you probably know I think Daniel Jones is actually having a more improved year, all things considered. And I also, as I said, don't think it's has anything to do with the offensive line. Cause I also think they've found some improvement. I mean, obviously there've been games where they have struggled, but can't really fault them a lot this year for what's going on. Definitely. And definitely. Look Steven core. It is paper thin. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing is like, if you have star receivers on this team, like we're just up there with the Eagles at four and L right now. Like we don't lose that game um, in week three. So I feel like, honestly, too, like something that really threw me off about this week was like Daniel Jones was our like leading scorer, right? Like he's uh-huh. taken off. He That's part of the rushing, you know, like he keeps taking off even for first downs, but he scores two touchdowns in this game. And like, where, where are the people that are supposed to be sitting in the end zone? Like they're like literally nowhere to be found. And it's really frustrating because it's not only just bad talent, but it's injuries and so on and so forth. So that's definitely something that is we need to work on, not only throughout this season, but also next season as well. Now, speaking of Daniel Jones, unfortunately, we have to talk about the kind of elephant in the room, and that is the fact that he injured his ankle during the game. He had to be taken out for a bit. Obviously, we know Tyrod replaced him, but then unfortunately, he ends up getting a concussion that's his fourth and fifth years. The poor guy can't catch a break. And he is so now sad. in concussion protocol. There is no, we obviously know he is not going to be suiting up next week, but uh, let's get back to Daniel Jones for a bit. It looks like it's not as serious as it seems. And he feels very optimistic that he's going to return, but obviously we know that he was limited in practice. Mm-hmm. And I think now too, like the environment that the NFL is in right now because of what happened to Tua and the concussion protocol, like they're going to be really strict about this now. So like, even if a guy's like, yeah, I'm feeling good, like odds are they're not going to be playing the next week because like, it's just kind of the nature of the, of where we're at right now in the league. So, but that was like the most Giants fashion thing. It's like Daniel Jones goes down, Tyrod Taylor comes in gets concussed and I'm like oh my god and then I think uh Saquon Barkley technically is like the backup 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 quarterback like and they even had him in that wild uh, wildcat play I think like he is like the like absolute worst case scenario for us in terms of a quarterback 
Yeah, that's definitely not a situation I want to see the Giants in. And, you know, the more I think about it, though, I thought that running him with the Wildcat was kind of smart at the time because at that point it was the fourth quarter and the Giants were pretty much trying to milk as much clock as possible to win the game because at that point it was pretty much a bloodbath. But in any event, a few things I want to point out with the quarterback. So there was one moment where it looked like Daniel Jones really could have had a 60 yard touchdown pass, but unfortunately Darius Slayton dropped that. And obviously he's a guy who really hasn't quite lived up to what he, we thought he could have been after that really strong rookie season. And as far as Tyrod Taylor goes, he only went one for three. He had 11 yards passing and that one interception, which was to Eddie Jackson. But I do want to point out some other really good positives from the giants and that's got it. As I mentioned, it's in the offensive line. Andrew Thomas is plot. You could probably make the case that Andrew Thomas is now among the best left tackles in the NFL. You look at his PFF grade, it's 92.1, the highest actually among all offensive linemen. And as a matter of fact, and I was kind of having this discussion with Tom, like you could probably make the case that Andrew Thomas is one player who you could give as like a player of the week candidate yeah definitely I mean Andrew Thomas I like again hasn't even been letting us down this entire season you know he is definitely this lockdown you know left side of the field guy that's just really doing well for us and what we needed was obviously that right side which we filled in with Evan Neal and like that's just those two anchors now it's just really feeling really good about this offensive line it's refreshing and speaking of Evan Neal, he didn't even allow a single pressure. That was another strong game for him. He's yeah, yeah. Even to grow up. Yeah, it's great. And by the way, let me get to some comments. And I think this one will probably segue into the next uh, takeaway. Tom says, shout out Tanner Hudson. Yeah, Hudson, he only had one catch for 18 yards, and that was a pretty big play when it happened. But the real thing that really helped out, he also did really well in the run blocking. He had a 77.6 PFF grade there through four weeks and that's second among tight ends and I also want to point out that Daniel Jones has also done a pretty good job in the run blocking department as well yeah he blocked for Saquon right in that in that one one play and it was like all right like go DJ you know blocking for your guys it's awesome he's a big guy too so like it makes sense yeah absolutely and let's get to some of the other comments David Yates, shout out to our good friend. And I would probably go out on a limb and say our biggest fan fan from across the pond. Guys, hope you've got your alarm set for Sunday. Well, you bet I sure do. Right. It's that regular person time for him. We got to wake up at 930 in the morning on a Sunday. For me, that's really. Breakfast and football, why not? Yeah, I mean, not, not always a bad thing. That's for sure. And then he goes, it wasn't a smart play, though, from Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm hmm. And uh, he next one, Thomas and Barkley are him. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think I really think that their success go hand in hand. That's just me. And listen, th- as somebody who was a part of a football team when I was in high school, I obviously didn't play, but like I was involved as, as like a manager, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. I often talked about this with some of my assistants, and one of my favorite assistants often said, "Hey, you, a good running back is important, but he needs a good offensive line." And I I completely agree with that belief. Yeah, definitely. And Tom's Tom asks, is David going to the game? If I were him, I'd see why not. That's a good question. David, are you going to the game? This is like your best chance to see the Giants like up close. Yeah. 
And it's a, I feel like it's going to be a good game too. I know we're, we're jumping forward a little bit, but Packers is a this is a tough candidate, so it's going to be a good game. Oh, for sure. But now, obviously, we got to get we got to get to the other side of the ball, which was another strong suit for the Giants in this game. The New York Giants defense has allowed 17.8 points per game, eighth best passing defense in the NFL. They gave up under 192 yards per game through the air. And uh, I don't know what's up with Sam. She seems to have been. My camera just turned off. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You're good. It's it's all good. And um, Wink's Funhouse. They have been crushing it on third down. You know how I often have my favorite, um, you know, key to the game with uh, getting off the field on third down. Mm-hmm. Giants have the second best third third down defense in the NFL, and teams have a twenty nine point four conversion rate. And granted, there were a few Bears third down conversions where Justin Fields scrambled, but again, you look at it this year compared to years past, it's it's been much improved. Yeah. No, I mean, like, literally, I feel like Wink Martindale watches our show and he's like, oh, Hank says that we got to get off the field at third down. And here he is getting off the field on third down. <laughs> no, I th- I think he just he just knows football and he's a smart defensive coordinator. I mean, obviously, he's he's been there for many years and he's forgotten more about certain aspects of defense than we'll ever know. So I definitely think he, it's just a, a matter of him being smart and uh I guess David's answering his question. Unfortunately, not clashed with a close friend, Stag Do, which I'm guessing is a, a British oh. version of Stag Stat Bachelor Party, and looked at flying from city to city with tickets. It was crazy expensive for two, like 3000 Ah, dang. Wow. That is a bit pricey, but I, I hear you, though. That, that would have been a lot of fun, though. I'm sure you would have had a blast if you got to see it. Wait, but a Stag Do is a bachelor party? That yeah, you know how there's great like great phrase. You know how you hear the phrase stag party like here, here, and you know how stag's like a saying for like someone who's like gone single. Yeah, going party. alone, yeah, whatever. That's crazy. Hey, if you ever came to New York, you would be we would welcome you here with open arms for sure. And if I ever saw you at MetLife Stadium, I'm cold beers on me for sure. Yeah. So um, we got some, let me get to some of the other comments too, because they are blowing up for sure. And uh, Real Cold G says, how do y'all feel about Landon Collins returning? Again, we'll get to that in a bit, but personally, I really like this return. I think it could be really good help for defense. And uh, my buddy Scotty, who he and I have an ongoing NFL picks contest. Can we beat GB with a hobbled Danny Dimes? To be honest, I'm not 100% sure how they would do even if you were healthy. But, again, I'm going to get to that a bit later. And, uh, yeah, I don't disagree. It is going to be tough. It's going to have to be a very low-scoring game. And I think the Giants pretty much would have to play as, as about as close to a perfect game as they can get. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. And let's talk about some of the better members of the defense. Dexter Lawrence, Tay Crowder. Azizo Jalari, they all had really big performance, but unfortunately, the big elephant in the room is the injuries, and they are continuing to mount the Giants because besides Daniel Jones, we also are dealing with Kenny Galladay being hurt, Aaron Robinson possibly out for the season, and Julian Love. So it's definitely a killer, but you know what? At the same time, I really like the mindset of this group. It is this is like one of the grittiest Giants teams I have seen in a very long time. And before I get to the player of the week and turn it over to you, I do want to give you a fun fact. 
You knew yes. that was going to come eventually. Give me the fun fact. I'm ready. So this might sound surprising, but Joe Shane is actually the first Giants GM to win three of his first career games on the job. Interesting. That's it's actually not that su- as surprising as you might think, because if you look at the Giants history, they actually haven't, they actually really haven't had that many GMs and there've been plenty of who have really long tenures. Like George mm-hmm. Young obviously was there for nearly 20 years during the first two Super Bowls. And then Ernie, of course, he was there for a while, but, Young inherited some pretty bad teams, so it's not surprising that he didn't have as good of a start. And Ernie Acorsi, I think, had kind of an average two and two start in 1998 when he came. And then I was going to say Jerry Rice could or Reese could be possible, but then you remember they started 0 2 and 07 on the way to that Super Bowl run. Right, right, right. So yeah. again, like I said, there's really not too many Giants GMs in the history to go over. So yeah. I think that's what makes it really impressive. But still, it's still a nice good fun fact to have and beneficial for our new GM. And now of course we got to get to the player of the week. And of course, as usual, Sam, you do a great job in designing these graphics and thank you. Our choice, Dexter Lawrence and Sam, why don't you read over why we went with this pick? Sexy Dexy. We love Dexter Lawrence. So obviously we have uh, two sacks that he had this year, one tackle for loss, three quarterback hits, five tackles. I mean, he was all over Justin Fields in this game. Uh, 92.7 week four PFF grade, which was the highest among New York Giants defenders. Um, a 90 PFF overall grade, which is third in the NFL among defensive linemen. And a 90.8 um PFF grade for a pass rush again first among defensive linemen which is like he's obviously just doing amazing things for our defensive line right now and a 72.2 PFF run defense grade which is 19th among in uh inside defensive linemen um and in the last four games he had 16 tackles two sacks and one FF which I cannot remember what FF forced fumble thank you (laughs) Pardon me, Sam. That's a forced fumble. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you. Uh, I, I was like, oh, my God, I got all of these like little letters right, except for the last one. But yeah, so obviously Dexter Lawrence has been doing some great stuff for us, not only this uh, this week, but this entire season. So that is how he became our player of the week. And yeah, well, once again, well said. And um, let me go bring up some of the other comments. And uh, it seems to me that Scotty and uh, David both agree with us. Yeah, what a definitely a beast. And Scotty says, interesting fact. I mean, hey, listen, Scotty, I've been giving you a lot of those facts ever since I was a little kid and we met back in the days of Breezemont. So you've gotten a lot of those even before I met Sam. Thanks, <laughs> just filled with fun facts. But yes, no, definitely a great choice for Play of the Week. So now let's get a bit into the week five transactions. And I think now we got to get into what a lot of the people have been commenting about the big acquisition. I don't know if I want to say it's that big, but Landon Collins re-signed with the Giants today. He made his visit with the team on Monday. He is a three-time pro bowler, also made an all-pro team. And for every season of his career, he had six tackles for loss. And in 16 and 19, he had nine of those, seven in 2021, four sacks in 18, three in 2021, 54 and a half of his snaps last year were spent in the box. So I think the real question is, how is he going to impact his defense? Yeah, 
I've been so excited to talk about Landon Collins ever since uh, this afternoon when I, we found out he was going to be back in our team. Um, he's literally going to be such a big part of this defense, I think. And I think he's going to fit like a puzzle piece into Wink Martindale's scheme because we all know Wink loves to blitz and Landon Collins is a blitzer. So it's going to be so well put together in terms of how these two guys are going to work together. And I think that I saw, um, I forgot what of what um, website it was, but I did see that in terms of where he might be like in the defense uh-huh. that Wink Martindale might use him as like a hybrid linebacker of some kind, which is going to be again, very good for our defense. So, I mean, I, we know that this was um, back in the day, Jerry Reese pick, um in the in the draft and i mean i i love landon collins and we were sad to see him go a couple years ago but i'm real happy that he's back yeah no i totally was upset to see him go but at the same time i also didn't think i also thought washington paid way too much for him at the time when they left but that was just me and let me get to this comment that david posted earlier that i kind of saved for this segment right here is he playing linebacker on his return is what I want to know. And yeah, Sam, you literally just read his mind with that. And yeah, listen, I would not put it past Wink Martindale to do something like that. Definitely. And uh, let me get to some, uh, some more comments here. I do have to say Barkley was a close second in player of the week. To be honest with you, I think there were a good amount of close seconds. I would probably put him and Andrew Thomas in that department because yeah. as I said, their success goes hand in hand. Definitely. And Tom says Collins should be playing the love role. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he plays with Crowder on the outside. And Scotty also asks, my question is, how much does he have in the tank? I believe he never wanted to leave and coming home will give him a boost. Yeah, that's not uncommon with players who come back to their yeah. old team, like really wanting to do well, like in their whole reunion thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and if you think about it too, like some guys we lose, like it's not because of any other reason other than money or just space on the roster. So, you know, if we could have kept Landon Collins, I'm sure we would have, but it just, that's just not what happened. But obviously everything happens for a reason. And he came, you know, what, it, what, oh, I can't remember where it's from, but they say, you know, if you love something, let it go. And if it come back to you, it truly loved you. That's Landon Collins for us. Yeah, I know. That makes sense. And <laughs> yeah. Scotty says with love hurting, he might start start off at safety. Yeah, I would probably agree. But again, I think with time, you could probably see him being utilized as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, let's continue on with the transactions. And so other moves the Giants made, they have signed veteran linebacker AJ Klein to the practice squad. Klein had 80 starts in nine seasons, spent the past two years with the Bills. He was a Dave, he was actually a Dave Gettleman pick, fun fact. With mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers in 2013, and him signing with the practice squad fills the void they had with Jalen Smith when he left after being promoted to the active roster. He's a good blitzer, but not a guy who you're going to see dropping back in coverage. And up next, we got to talk about our old buddy Blake Martinez. He just signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, he is still being paid by the New York Giants because of a guaranteed contract, but I think this obviously makes sense. He's going to go and be reunited with his old defensive coordinator and Patrick Graham. And I think we all know he pretty much would fit the scheme that Patrick Graham has. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're, we're Blake Martinez supporters here. So I'm, I'm happy that he's on another team and he's hopefully going to thrive there, but 
But I also just wanted to mention, I think AJ Klein actually got signed to a different team like as of today because we brought on Landon Collins. So yeah. I think that 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 was something that happened. He was literally here for like a couple days. I think he went to one practice and now Klein's gone because we brought in Collins. Now we're going to bring up a certain name that might give Tom a stroke if he is listening to this. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. was at the Giants facility today. He was visiting Sterling Shepard. However, he did not meet with Joe Shane or Brian Dable. Aaron Robinson, unfortunately, was placed on the IR with a knee injury. He will miss the next four weeks, but hopefully it's not longer. He only played 10 snaps on Sunday. Cornerback Rodarius Williams will be eligible to be activated this week. And obviously with the injury to Tyrod Taylor, as I often say, you have a backup quarterback for essentially the same reason that you have a smoke detector in your house. And that for that reason, the Giants are working out Jake from State Farm. and Jake from State Farm. <laughs> you knew I had to go there. Yeah. McCarron, both of whom were former Bills backup quarterbacks. AJ McCarron was there in 2018, and Jake Fromm was on that roster, I believe, in 2020 and 21. Brian Lewerk is also on that list, so we'll see who ends up getting that backup job, but hopefully we don't see them on the roster. No offense to them, but you pretty much know where my mind's at with that. <laughs> and yeah. obviously the other move, they signed offensive lineman Solomon Kinley to the practice squad, and running back Antonio Williams has been released. McKinley was a fourth-round draft pick by the Miami Dolphins in 2020. He's 6'4", 335 pounds, played 29 games with 15 starts over two years, and he started 13 games as a rookie with only two starts last year, and he had 10 starts at the left guard, four as a right guard, and one as an extra offensive line. So I would imagine that's another Band-Aid signing by the Giants. But again, you probably you need to have as much extra offensive linemen as possible. Nick Gates has been activated off the physically unable to perform list and he returned to practice Wednesday. And remember up until that gruesome injury, he had 19 consecutive games where he started including 17 at center. And then the giants are going to have a, until a few weeks to make a decision on Nick Gates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, I think the most uh, spicy thing to come out of these transactions was the Odell Beckham jr. Thing that I don't, I don't think he's uh considering it because that was just to see Sterling Shepard like he was just visiting a friend and causing a little bit of drama within the news I don't think it was really anything serious so Tom can definitely confirm that that was true about Klein and um, bring him home I'm gonna assume David is talking about Odell Beckham you know our thoughts about that I'm not gonna get into that (laughs) Blue City Empire Sports Landon Collins is back with the New York Giants and he is all will also be playing with them in London I mean hey what a what a way to return. I think he's on the plane right now going to London, like Tom, as we speak. Tom will also confirm this, but he also says Lewert got sent home. It won't be him, if anybody. Mm-hmm. So many of these moves are changing. And um, let's Scotty also has some more comments. We saw what Fromm could do, which is not much. Again, hence why I said we hope he's we don't have to see him on the field. And again, that's no offense to him. That's really more to do with who we want to see at quarterback. Right. And Scotty, you you and I are pretty much in sync as usual. And unfortunately, I also happen to agree. I don't know if Nick what we're I don't know if he's gonna get much playing time because of the other centers, but again, unfortunately, that's the case with the NFL. What what do we say that it stands for? Not for long. Yep. And now we get into the week five preview against 
the Green Bay Packers. And as Tom and Blue City mentioned, the Giants just happened to be leaving for London tonight on a red-eye flight. They will land early tomorrow morning. I do not envy them in that situation, but not at all. it is. And of course, you know me as the history buff. I got to give you the series history. The Packers actually lead the series all time. 34, 26, and two, they have played so many games against each other over the years. I mean, obviously, as as I kind of talked about last week when I mentioned the Bears, the Packers are another one of the teams that are the oldest among NFL franchises. And unfortunately, the Giants have lost the last three matchups. That dates back to the infamous Beach Boys playoff game in 2015. And I believe the last time we beat them was in 2013, and that win kind of has an asterisk on that because I remember that was against backup quarterback Scott Tolsey. Remember that was when Aaron Rodgers had Oh, right, right. So if you want to know the last win against Aaron Rodgers, that would have been that would have been right after Thanksgiving of 2012. Yeah. Wow, that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago was the last time we beat Aaron Rodgers. That's really saying something. I was like 16 and a sophomore in high school. It's crazy. We and were, we the were last the same. time we even played each other, remember that snow game at MetLife, December 1st, 2019? Obviously, I'd like to block a little bit of that game out of my memory because it was a Packers blowout win, and it was during the Pat Shermer era. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pat Shermer. Remember so, him? I do have another good fun fact for you. The New York Giants are 2-0 and in London. I remember both of those wins, the first one being the game against the Miami Dolphins at Wembley Stadium during the Super Bowl season of 2007. And that was obviously the first game played outside of North America. And then there was the game against the Rams, which fittingly enough involved a pick six from Landon Collins. Well, there you go. I think that that's pretty good karma coming in. And you're ready for another fun fact. This is the first time a London game will feature two teams that are above 500. (gasps) Wow. Oh, yeah, well, they keep sending the Jacksonville Jaguars there. What do you expect? Right? The <laughs> Packers are now the 32nd and last team to play their first game at London. So there you go. And I think the next question is who starts at quarterback, the da- Davis Webb or Daniel Jones? You know where my heart's at. And I think it's going to be Daniel Jones. He's a yeah. yeah, no, Daniel Jones is going to be starting. And, you know, it's funny, Davis Webb coming into the QB2 spot. I mean, I've, how much history do we have with Davis Webb? He's, like, been around for he leaves. He comes back. He's like, you can't get rid of him. He's like a booger. and can't get off your finger. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's going to be starting. And Daniel Jones, if he's convinced the, you know, coaching staff that he's feeling okay and they can see him playing okay, I don't see, I don't see Davis Webb coming into the game unless it's absolutely necessary. Again, I do not want to see him come into that game under any circumstances. Nothing to do with him. Everything to do with who I want to see at quarterback. Sorry, I have to repeat that for like the fifth time. (laughs) So the next question is, will Leonard Williams play? He has missed the last two games. And as you and I have said, and as Tom has been saying a lot as well, that's a big loss for our defense. Yeah. 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. And you can, you know, we're 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 picking up the slack, which is what's promising about this defense is that even if we do lose someone like Leo, you know, they're be they're able to fill it, but his presence is missed. Like it's very obvious that there are things that 
are not happening because he's not there. But the good news is, is that they are picking up as much slack as possible without him being there, which is a sign of a good defense. So, um, I, I'm really I'm about to crack up at this comment that Scotty said. Daniel Jones should play even if he has to run with a walker. <laughs> I don't disagree. Wet <laughs> shouldn't seal the field ever. Yep. Oh, that's really funny. Steve is making fun of your comment there. Yeah, you know, like a booger. <laughs> Another fun fact here: Gano and Gillen both are from the England area. Gillen actually is from Scotland, so both of them pretty much returning to their homeland. Wait, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I no, don't think true. I knew that. And um, Scotty's now beating me to the punch with the fun facts, and he's correct. We did go to the playoffs both years. We played in London, and uh, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to forget a bit to block out as much of that guy as possible, but not as much as a certain idiot with the mustache who benched a certain goat quarterback in our history. But that's a discussion for another. We day. don't speak his name, and. Um, Deanna Karen's great game on Sunday. Absolutely. It was great seeing you there, Deanna. Hi, Deanna. And uh, the hammer. Yes, sir. Jamie Gillen. He's he's kind of growing on me. I don't know about you. I know Tom's not as high on that guy, but I'm I'm slowly starting to like like him, you know. I don't think I really have an opinion on him yet. And Deanna says hi back to you, Sam. Hi. Scotty, I appreciate it. You you pretty much helped. You pretty much teach me a bit of fun facts. So I'd like to think you may have created a monster in that department. <laughs> Even back in the day when we when we saw each other pretty much all those summers back when I was like 12. <laughs> so um yeah, no, I think the next question is what about Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson? I would say I'm not so optimistic on those two. No. No, it's like at this point, even like, will Scott says, or sorry, Tom says both are from Scotland. I don't think I realized that Graham Gano was from Scotland. I don't know why I didn't put two and two together there, but um, but yeah, I'm honestly and like the thing is too. Even I mean, I don't know about Wandale just because he's a rookie, but you know, if Kadarius even comes back into the game, is he going to even change anything for us? Like, is he going to make a difference on the offense? I don't even know. And you knew David was going to make make some sort of comment related there you go absolutely and now i think we the last question before we get to the keys to the game does fabian moreau start at cornerback number two to me i would say yes because our secondary as i said is paper thin yeah yeah it's something that definitely needs a lot of help you know the line is doing so well but we need to we need to be able to um you know dominate on the on the secondary because if we don't then like there are times where like things get passed big plays get done down the field and those guys aren't making it there and it's just you know that's something that's costing us a game Noah Dibler in with his typical trolling comment Tom looks different tonight I mean Noah (laughs) (laughs) you can always count on our buddy Noah Dibler for a good troll before we have to boat race him in the comments section (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. So now let's get to our keys to the game. And Sam, I'm going to start with you. What's your first key to the game? Um, I'm going to say I'm going to brand myself as you have get off the field on third down. I'm going to say stop the run just because of, you know, the Packers run game is 
so strong with someone like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. But my main key to the game is definitely going to be we need to protect Daniel Jones. We need the offensive line to be an actual brick wall because God forbid the guy goes down and we see him with a walker out on the field. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be pretty whatsoever. And then we're gonna see someone like Davis Webb come into the game. Oh so Sam, why would you speak Scotty's comment into it? <laughs> I'm just that's the most to me the most important thing because of the fact that he just got you know he's injured he might be a little frail in some ways so that's going to be the thing you know don't let anybody touch him be a brick wall for him let him get off the the ball down the field or even take off and protect him that way but protect Daniel Jones at all costs that's my key. And that line is going to have their hands full because Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith as I will get into later are absolute sack machines and for my key to the game i'm gonna go on the other side and say you gotta pressure aaron Rodgers. the blit if you blitz him like crazy that could be a problem because the packers offensive line is kind of bagged up and the giants defense they had six sacks like last week that was a big reason as to why they won that game and you know also you got to look out for uh dubs and cobb they have been good security blankets for Aaron Rodgers, especially now that Devontae Adams is gone and enjoying his time in Las Vegas. But of course, as you know, my other key to the game, that would be the obligatory get off the field on third down, which the Giants have actually been doing really well with this year. For sure. For sure. I think that was part of the reason you said it so many times last year is because it like wasn't happening. And like now it's finally happening. No, you're absolutely right. That's exactly why I said it. And I'm also going to have to say limit the penalties more because you know, that's another thing that I've seen happen where the Giants have been taking some ill-timed penalties right there. And uh, let's yeah. get some more comments. And uh, Scott, I don't know what's up with his uh, angry comment. <laughs> but um, it was a great show. You two are great. Got to run. Till next time. Scotty, thank you so much for tuning in. As yeah. always, I appreciate it. And, hey, hopefully I, get, hopefully I get to see you again in the Garden this year for, the, for a Ranger game. And nice. – um, now let's get to uh, some players to watch. And Sam, let's uh, let's take some turns. And uh, since Tom's not here, I'm thinking maybe we should take two players to watch from each team. What say you? All right. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, all right. I'll start. And my, my original one player was going to be Aaron Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, stopping the run. Like Aaron Jones has been a phenomenal running back for this team for a while. And, you know, the Green Bay Packers are a team that like doesn't have a running quarterback like the Giants do, as Danny Jones takes off all the time. But Aaron Rodgers is not as much of a mobile quarterback, so having someone like Aaron Jones on the team is very, very important for them, and they utilize him in the best way possible. So I would definitely say he's um, one of the players to watch. Um, And I'll even throw in uh, you know, one of those guys you mentioned before about my key to the game. I'll throw in Rashawn Gary just because, you know, this is somebody who's going to be aiming for Daniel Jones's head during this game. And and that's going to be a guy that we need to watch to make sure that that doesn't happen. And the, the Packers defense has improved so significantly over the past few years. So he's definitely going to be someone to keep your eye on. Yeah, no, I definitely, I think those are good choices. I'm going to go with the other half of that linebacking duo, Rashawn Gary. He, and I'll give you a fun fact about those two. Last year, they became the second linebacking duo in team history to both have nine plus sacks in the same season. And 
In fact, the only other combo also involved Preston Smith, actually. That was in 2019. It was him and Zadarius, actually. I don't know if they're related, but. Mm, they're not. No, I found that I out. I didn't think so. Smith is way too common for last year. Yeah. Time. It was just funny that they were on the same line on the same team. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to go with the other half. And then I'm also going to go with another underrated member of the Packers defense. That's Kenny Clark, the nose tackle, who on the year has 15 tackles. And he's one of only three Packers defensive tackles in franchise history, actually, to earn multiple Pro Bowls. So I would say he's another guy that the Giants definitely have to watch out for. And let's just throw in the name Aaron Rodgers just because. Just because. I want to throw one more in the mix. Um, just because last year, last week we saw um, I saw him do something that I was like, this is so important and no one talks about it. Mercedes Lewis, who is a tight end for the Packers, but is like mostly blocking. He does such a good job blocking for Aaron Rodgers in every way, shape, or form. And he's someone that's really imperative to like – you know, obviously not their offensive line, but just blocking in general. So he's someone else to look out for. Absolutely. And now let's go over to the New York Giants side. I'm going to start off with this one. So I think you pretty much know I've been taking him a lot. I'm going to go with Andrew Thomas again, just because, again, he's going to have another really tough assignment with some really good Green Bay Packers linebackers. But I have a lot of faith and he could probably – I'm not going to say like stop them completely, but at least limit the damage that they could potentially be doing. I'm also going to go with another unsung member of the offense, and that's tight end Daniel Bellinger, who has done a really good job helping the running game and been a really good blocking tight end. And so far he's got some decent hands, so I definitely think he will have that good game. And then last but not least, I'm going to go with Xavier McKinney. I still think that I, I – I still think that first interception has to come sooner or later, no? Yeah, definitely. It, it's it's Hopefully it'll be happening this weekend because that would be phenomenal for us, but I am definitely going to be keeping an eye out for him. You, uh, you took one of my main guys there, Daniel Bellinger, who I was going to be singing his praises. As you guys know, I'm a big... Big Giants tight end fan for some reason, but um, I feel With like the exception he's of number eighty-eight last last year. Right, we don't talk about EE. He just yeah, let him live in Jacksonville by himself over there. It's fine. Um, yeah, but yeah, Trevor, it's all <laughs> he's fine. Um, but yeah, Daniel Bellinger. I think uh, just to reiterate what you said, I feel like he's going to be someone who is going to help us a lot, like getting those big plays down the field, kind of how Tanner Hudson was also assisting last week. Um. You know, even though he's only targeted a couple of times in a game, like they're one important and two, I feel like he's going to get into the red zone for us more often than we think. And that's really important, obviously, because we need to put points on the board. Um, I'll even throw in our player of the week, Dexter Lawrence. Obviously, if um, Leo doesn't play, it's going to be really important for him to step up to the plate in terms of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on that running on that run plays for the Packers and we'll throw in Saquon too, just because, you know, you got to throw in Saquon and, and Daniel Jones, just to say like, these are the two guys that have been dominating in our offense right now. So those two guys for sure. And yeah, let's, yeah, I think Daniel Jones is another important player to watch in this game because I listen, we don't know what he's going to be like. We don't know how much that injury is going to be hurting him in this game or how much it's going to really affect him. But as I said, if you've looked at him over the course of the past few games, I really think he's a guy that is slowly maybe starting to grow on me again. I'm not going to go as far as to declare him 
the franchise quarterback just yet. I need, I still need to see a lot more and I don't want to just be that guy, but I feel like he has been doing a lot better under this coaching staff. And again, it's amazing what competent coaching can do for one quarterback. Definitely. It's incredible. I mean, he looks good. Like he really, like the problems that are happening within the offense are not his fault. Like he is doing what he needs to do as a quarterback. So that's really all we ask. Let's get to this comment and, oh God, please tell me I did not read. Yeah. <laughs> let, me get, get that shit, let me get that shit off my screen. <laughs> but no, in all, in all seriousness, thanks again for tuning in Blue City Empire Sports. Mm-hmm. At least, at least you root for a good, another uh, blue team in, in this sport. So there you go. Yeah. Good and uh, now let's talk about the uh, injuries. I'm going to read off the injury report for both teams. Aziz Ojolari has been dealing with a calf. He did not practice. Aaron Robinson, obviously, we know about his knee injury. He is going to be out for a while. And hopefully he is not done for the season, but we know that is a possibility. So definitely got to cross our fingers for him. Cordell Flott has been dealing with a calf. He also did not practice. We know that Tyrod Taylor did not practice either. He is dealing with a concussion. Did some running today, but of course, we are pretty much expecting Davis Webb to be suiting up as the backup quarterback. Kenny Galladay is dealing with a knee injury. He did not practice, but if we're being real, like, and and this is not to like be a jerk or anything to him. Kenny Galladay's addition by subtraction. And there's a reason I didn't even mention him until now. Yeah, yeah. And then you had uh yeah got Kadarius Tony. He's also he's been dealing with the hammy issue. Had a bit of regression today. What a shocker. Guy really can't catch a break. Henry Mondo, ankle injury, did not practice. Leonard Williams looks like he's making progress. He he's still dealing with his knee issues. He had a limited practice. Nick McLeod has ankle issues, also limited practice. Fabian Moreau has also been pl- playing with limited practice due to foot issues. He's probably going to be one of those cornerbacks. Julian dealing with a concussion, limited practice, and Daniel Jones. We know about his injury. He had limited practice, but we are expecting him to play despite the ankle injury. And Richie James dealing with knee issues, but also had a limited practice. Same with Wandell Robinson. And then Nick Gates also had a limited practice, as well as Evan Neal with neck issues. But I think Evan Neal is probably going to play. Yeah, what a novel that was. Like our our injury report takes so long to get. It's through. not. It, I take no pleasure in hearing Tom have to read off that every week and doing it myself. The same thing. That was a that was a long one. And now, as far as the Packers go, this one's not going to take as long. Devontae Wyatt was has been dealing with the quad he issue. He did not practice. Adrian Amos has a concussion. He had limited practice. David Bakhtiari with his knee had limited practice. Tariq Carpenter has been dealing with abdomen problems. He also had limited practice, as did Elton James with with knee stuff. Alan Lazard had an ankle injury. He had limited practice. Josh Myers, the center, had a foot injury, limited practice again. Full practice went to Jairi Alexander with the groin injury, and he is Green Bay's number one cornerback. That didn't take so long, did it? No, that one was much shorter. And now for the exciting part 
And that will be the game predictions. And to answer this question, I think you guys know I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Daniel Jones will play. So, Sam, as usual, I'm going to start with you for your predictions. What is your expectation for this game? I definitely think it's going to be a very close game. I think that, you know, they're going to – it's also tough with the with the time difference and the traveling, and, you know, it's it's big. Um, I know that we're 2-0 in London, but it's – I'm really, really feeling like this is going to be a tough competition. You know, going up against Green Bay, going up against Aaron Rodgers is not an easy feat. So I am going to say Green Bay is going to win. But I think it's going to be ridiculously close. I'm saying 21-18, like some random score here. And it's just going to like literally come down to the wire if a field, unless a field goal is going up at the end, you know, like something like that. So hopefully it's a good game, but I definitely think it's going to be one low scoring and two very close. That definitely is a smart prediction. And I think it makes a lot of sense. So here's my thinking. If the new England Patriots with a third string quarterback can hold their own and force the Packers into overtime. I don't see why the Giants can't find a way to hold their own the same way for most of the game. Now, granted, a lot has to go right in favor of the Giants for that to happen. But I think for the most part, the defense will do a pretty good job shutting them down. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have his hands full against Wink's Funhouse. However, unfortunately, as much as I want to be that guy that like pulls off the upset, I don't think I can realistically go against you. I have to go with the Packers as well. However, my final score prediction is going to be a little bit bigger. I think the Giants are going to keep it a little bit close, but the Packers are going to probably break away in the second half. So I'm going to predict the fi- that the final score is going to be 24 to 14 Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see that happening for sure. And now last but not least, let's get to the prediction from the one, the only, the host of this show, Tom Scavetta. And without further ado, take it away. Hey everyone. I'm sorry. I can't be there tonight, but I do want to make my prediction for this game. Um, I think a big key for this game is protecting Daniel Jones. Rashawn Gary has five sacks. He's a very scary player, big player to watch for me. Um, Andrew Thomas will be tested. Uh, Also, Preston Smith, another sack machine. Packers have the best third down defense in the NFL, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough for the Giants to win this football game, but I think they're going to keep it close. I think what really hurts this team is that the Giants are depleted at wide receiver right now. Green Bay knows that. They're going to try to stop the run. And if they do, it's going to be very difficult to score points in this game. But I love this coaching staff. I love the Giants defense. And the fact that it's a neutral site game gives me some optimism, you know, hoping that the Giants can keep this close. But ultimately, I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers to win this game by a final score of 20 to 17. Thanks. That was Tom, and that was his prediction for this game. And, you know, if I'm to make any comment about it, I think, again, Tom was being very realistic with this pick. 
as he usually is. And, you know, it pretty much makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I haven't I didn't even see that video. And I would argue that we made a lot of the same points and our score was even very, very, very similar. It was off by one on both numbers. So, I mean, I, I, I can definitely see where Tom's coming from and that it would suck to lose. But I feel like this is a realistic thought process for us. And look, don't get me wrong. I'm of the same belief as Tom, where I think it's more fun if one of us has like a disagreement pick. However, as you know, from like the past episodes, whenever I make my picks, I'm sure Tom, for the most part, is pretty much the same way. I generally prefer to be realistic and try to think with my brain as opposed to my heart. Although the latter's happen with me occasionally every now and then, but it happens to all of us sometimes, you know, it is what it is. And what are you going to do? Well, I'll have more games down the line where you'll see me picking the Giants. But unfortunately, this game, this game isn't the time. I just think the opponent is too tough. However, it's not entirely out of out of the realm of possibility just because this is a weaker Packers squad than in years past. And as Daniel Bakley points out, Green Bay has struggled in the passing game, but Aaron Jones has been on point. And again, I, I think to get back to what you said earlier, I think Aaron Jones is definitely going to be a key factor for the Packers in this game. And he's going to be somebody to watch for. And I don't mm-hmm. think we really touched on him that much in the players to watch. Second, but yeah, I definitely agree with that comment. Yeah, 100%. And uh, we have another comment from Tom. People can say what they want about Alex Wilson, but he was 100% right about <laughs> And I mean, look, this is the thing. If you're going to go around like, following a reporter and complaining about him as opposed to worrying about your health and your playing time. I think that kind of says something, does it not? No. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. And like we know Kadarius Sony, he's somebody who likes to put it all out on social media, open his mouth a lot. You know, it's kind of just like the way he is, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, I, and like I said, there's a reason why, you know, I was never really too big into drafting Kadarius Tony to begin with, but that's, that's an issue for another day. But Sam, once again, I want to thank you again for take, to take this time and helping me out in the absence of Tom. And this was definitely an interesting show and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always different without one of us here, but we made it happen, Hank. We got through the hour. We talked about the Giants, and I think we made some really great points. Yeah, and, you know, all things can – and we talked about a good memory that happened last week, and let me Certainly show this did. picture out again. Yeah, throw it up there. The big three in the parking lot heading – making our way into that giant pack <laughs> of CDs in the background. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> – it's not that bad of a stadium. I mean, is it my favorite? No, but like it's it's what it is. But it's always fun to watch a game at that place. And uh thank you, Daniel, for tuning in. I appreciate yeah. that. And um, yeah, I cannot wait to wake up pretty early, watch some football in my pajamas, have some breakfast. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Tea and crumpets for breakfast on Sunday. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, you got it. But um <laughs> In any event, let me give you guys a friendly neighborhood reminder. Please don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Blue Avenue. And of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to hit that big red button down below. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. We want to hear from you guys. But of course, as usual, you have watched another episode of Big Blue Avenue. 
Sam will be back next week. I will be back next week. And you can be sure that the main man, Tom, will be back as well as mm-hmm. normal. But until next time, from, from all of us at Big Blue Avenue, for Tom Scavetta, for Sam Cardona, I'm Hank and Dicker, and I will see you guys later.